Pizzeria de Gloria on the hill, Songbird. Or at least the Golden Grocer I'm familiar with, that was in the Central West End. Is that closed now? Yes. Okay, so this replaces that and it's now in the Grove. Exactly, yeah. East Southern Kitchen and Barbecue in Columbia, Illinois. With COVID-19 cases finally in serious decline and people even being vaccinated, you may think it's time to head to a restaurant, even if that's just for takeout. During the 11 months that many of us have been distancing from our friends and neighbors, a surprising number of new spots have opened, quite a few in the last month or two alone. And here today with the highlights is Sauce Magazine Executive Editor Mira Nagarajan. Mira, welcome. Thank you for having me. So January and February, these are historically a terrible time in the restaurant business. That's got to be more true this year than any other. Why are new places still choosing to open their doors right now? I think that's a great question. I think it's also, I think it's partly still the, the idea that a lot of these business ideas were in place and they had the wheels turning, so they just kept going. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's hard to find a, a restaurant job if you're if you're unemployed and that's your background. So a lot of people just kept kept charging forward and opened up their new businesses. Hmm. Well, we got to root for these places and, and maybe check out some takeout from them. There's a lot of places you recommend on, on this month's hit list. And the first one, I feel like this name is going to be so familiar to anybody who loves barbecue in this town. This is called, called Beast Southern Kitchen and Barbecue. Tell us about this. That's right. So Megan and uh, David Sandusky have opened their third barbecue spot. So they have their original spot in Belleville, and then they opened a spot up in the Grove Beastcraft uh, uh, Beast, uh, Beast Barbecue in, um, in the Grove. And now the new place is Beast Southern Kitchen and Barbecue. It's in Columbia, Illinois, about 25 minutes south of downtown. And, you know, they want to aim to have something different and new going on at each opening. Hmm. So this one is incorporating some new barbecue styles and classic Southern dishes. So uh, for example, if you love like Louisiana Cajun Creole, this is going to be, they're going to have some really cool options for you here. Hmm. So we tried their boudin balls, which are really delicious. So, you know, he's like a master of making all things meat with the butcher shop in the Grove. So He's doing these uh, house-made pork sausages mixed Mm. with peppers and rice, which is kind of like the traditional way to make boudin balls. And he breads them and fries them and serves it with a a remoulade. So it's really indulgent and rich and super craveable, Hmm. really delicious. That sounds great. Is this also a counter service spot like the others? Yes. And, you know, as far as I know right now, I know they're doing definitely carry out, um, but you would have to check and see about like dine-in. I'm not exactly sure because I think that a lot of those regulations change and restaurants pivot. So I don't know what they're doing with that yet. I think that's a great point for anybody listening to this conversation is you should assume this is going to be a takeout experience until or unless you find out otherwise on the website. Um, Everything is in flux. Yeah. And you know Mm -hmm. what? That's safer that way too. Well, that is certainly a high point. That's in Columbia, Illinois. Tell us about Clara B's Kitchen Table. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they specialize in breakfast. Their chef is Jody Ferguson. She worked for Bill Cardwell in the Ritz and Table 3 in uh, Wildwood, and they do breakfast really well. They're partnering with Kenrick's Meat and Catering hmm. for a custom blend sausage for their uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits. She's making the biscuits. 
delicious. And then she's also, she's from Texas, so she has a lot of, like, Tex-Mex influence. She's getting, she makes uh, these really delicious breakfast tacos, and the tortillas are from H-E-B grocery store in Texas. She brings them in from Texas, and they're such a, like, kind of cult following. If you know anybody that loves, you know, Tex-Mex food, and they've been to Texas, they know what H-E-B is. It's a, like, cult classic type of type of tortilla that is and right that is the we best also tried the grocery mollete, store which I, I, is basically yeah her twist on an avocado toast okay so and, avocado toast for breakfast so you can either go the sausage route or you can keep things a little healthier and and vegetarian for sure but i, I and it's a food truck so she's based out in belleville but if you go to clarabuse.com she updates her schedule and it's definitely worth the hunt and do you know does she ever come to this side of the river at this point she has done events on this side of the river, um, I believe. But again, I would just check it because uh, when I when I went on their website and checked the schedule, they were parked out front of a retail shop in Belleville, and it was super easy to find. Okay. So that is based in the Metro East, but there's going to be uh, pop-ups all over town with this food truck, Clara B's Kitchen Table. Tell us about the Golden Grocer. This is a, a very familiar name to me. How is this a new opening? Yeah, they they were for a long time in the Central West End. It's a natural food store. And actually, the pandemic kind of accelerated their um, the need for them to have more inventory and more space because people were trying to seek out healthier options at a higher rate. So hmm. they opened up a larger space in Forest Park Southeast. And their owner, Jamila Owens-Todd, uh, has expanded to also allow for a juice bar uh, that is powered by solar smoothie and juice, and then a cafe that is being helmed by Adina's Vegan Cuisine. So, you know, she's offering co- some takeout options and uh, juice options that weren't at the original store. And they redesigned the space. So they also have, they're going to have patio seating when the weather warms up. They have a garage door that opens up to Um, You know, you order your food, pick it up, and go sit outside and hang out for a while. Hmm. And all the food that we tried from Medina's Vegan Cuisine was really good. Mexican-themed, it it happened to be the theme when we went. And we tried their enchiladas, and we tried uh, a really delicious kale salad, and the juices that we tried were really good. We tried a, a, a chlorophyll smoothie with a little shot of chlorophyll and greens. Chlorophyll? And man- yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, it's it's like, it's a health food store. So they're seeking out all different types of um, naturopathic ingredients that have, you know, purported health health benefits. Interesting. So the original Golden Grocer, or at least the Golden Grocer I'm familiar with, that was in the Central West End. Is that closed now? Yes. Okay. So this replaces that and it's now in the Grove. Exactly. Yes, that's right. And it sounds like much more reason to visit. This is not just a grocery store at this point, as you said, smoothies, uh, full vegan menu. Are they keeping pretty regular hours with that restaurant? It's not just a weekend thing? Um, You know, that's a great question. I do know that they, I do know they have regular hours. I don't know what their hours are, but I do believe they are operating during the week. Um, And you can check at goldengrocerstl.com for more information there. And they do have you know, more accessible parking, which was a uh, mm. difficult in the central West End. So I do think that they are offering more regular hours. Yes. Okay. Well, that is great to hear. And yeah, that was a real issue with that old location. They were right there in the heart of the neighborhood. And that, that's right. at least pre-pandemic, could be a real problem. Um, so speaking of parking issues, there's never any of those on the Hill. Let's talk about the new pizza <laughs> place on the Hill. 
I'm really excited about this. Uh, Joe Karowski has a long history in pizza. He worked in uh, New York, in Brooklyn, at really awesome pizzerias there, and went to Naples and Rome and Sicily to learn. He actually took a master class with Gabriele Bonci, who's like a famous Italian bread baker and chef. Mm -hmm. And he's finally opened, after all of this training and experience, has opened his own spot, Pizzeria de Gloria, on the hill. Mm -hmm. And he's doing wood-fired pizzas. So we got their classic margarita, He's making the mozzarella in-house. It's a naturally leavened dough. It's this insane wood-fired pizza oven from Modena, Italy. And it's delicious, really fun, you know, atmosphere when they're open for uh, dine-in, which they're not right now. Mm -hmm. And then we tried their vegan eggplant pizza. It's called the Banchi. A little bit of eggplant, a little bit of garlic, chili oil. So there's some vegan options, vegetarian options, and then... Their classic pepperoni with pickled jalapeno was really great. They're offering beer, some local beer options, natural wine list, which is so hot right now. Mm -hmm. And the space is cool. Patio is going to be operational when it warms up again. But um, I'm really excited about this place. It's a fun, kind of fresh, a little bit more modern spot for the hill. And it's gonna, it's gonna be great. I think people will love it. And it sounds like he's put a lot of work into learning how to make these pizzas. Is this a Neapolitan style, even if it's not the formal certified, um, you know, jump through all those hoops of Neapolitan? Yeah, I think he takes a Neapolitan approach. I think is safe to say with um, some of the kind of ingredients that he's using and the tomatoes that he's using and the oven and the cooking style. So mm-hmm. I would say Neapolitan influenced. For sure. Wow. Well, that is then very exciting news. This is Pizzeria da Gloria. It's there on the hill if you want to check that out. And then the final place, Mira, that you're here to, to tell us about today, this is called Songbird. And this, again, is from a team people are probably familiar with. Who's who's behind yes. this restaurant? Yes. Well, if you're like me and you've stood in line for 45 minutes trying to get uh, the breakfast sandwich at Tower Grove Farmer's Market, then you're going to be really excited about Songbird. They have, uh, it's, it's, it's the restaurant the sandwich built, basically. <laughs> um, so the team from Kitchen Culture and Counterculture, Mike Miller and Chris Meyer, have opened their brick and mortar Songbird. Um, the theme is breakfast, and they're going to do. I think they're going to tr- add lunch in the future, but for now it's breakfast. And they're offering their famed combo sandwich, bacon, egg, and cheese with a little bit of honey as an option. <laughs> and then they're offering other like fresh takes on breakfast. Brian Russo. Um, who's heading their bread program is making rye biscuits with lox and creme fraiche, and that's really delicious. They also have uh, tamales, and they have a really delicious coffee cake with coconut cream and coffee jelly. So familiar favorites from breakfast, but really made from scratch. Every kind of element of these breakfast dishes are carefully thought out and sourced and really handled with care. Hmm. And to add to that, they're partnering with Sump Coffee, who is uh, managing their coffee program and even making custom drinks. The Songbird Latte features honey, maple, sea salt, and smoke flavors, which are the flavors that uh, Chris Meyer described as being the flavors of Songbird. Hmm. So-, so really interesting partnerships. Uh, They're working with a lot of cool local vendors, kind of stemming from their commitment to the Tower Grove Farmers Market and generally their commitment 
to doing that in their other establishments too. So that is Songbird. That's from the Kitchen Culture and Counterculture team, which I know has a huge following and justifiably so in town. Is this mainly breakfast hours since these are mainly breakfast dishes? Yes, uh, breakfast and lunch hours. And, and they, I don't, they're not doing any dine-in right now, but they do have plans for a nice big patio space um, because they're kind of taking up a bunch of the sidewalk there. So they have mm. a lot of cool plans for dine-in um, when they do start doing that. And yes, for now, it's breakfast and lunch hours. Okay. So these are a lot of recommendations here from Mira Nagarajan of Sauce Magazine. Uh, You can check out all of that on our website, stlpublicradio.org. We'll make sure later today to get the names and addresses of those up there for people who want to actually visit these places or at least look into what their hours are for takeout. Uh, Mira, it's kind of amazing. I mean, the restaurant scene, people are hanging in there. They're continuing to try to make it work, even despite some really tough obstacles. Yeah. And it's inspiring. And, you know, we benefit from the hard work they're doing. It's delicious food out there, and um, I'm happy to support it. So looking ahead to next month, are you continuing to see new places are opening even in the middle of this snowstorm that we're all living through right now? I mean, it is happening. I mean, there's, I mean, we're, I, we just went into K-Bop the other day, the new brick-and-mortar space on Delmar. That's at sausmagazine.com. The Ritz is opening. Um, there are Casa de, Del Don Alfonso in March. And, I mean, things are happening, you know. Uh, the wheels are turning, and people are committed to opening spaces. And as people are getting vaccinated, I think hope is rising. So... I'm really hopeful that uh, the tide will turn really soon here. Well, we all needed a little dose of that hope. So Sauce Magazine Executive Editor Mira Nagarajan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this month's hit list. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.